Happy New Year, baby boys and girls. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers. My name is Sam Basher. Joining me, as always, Mr. DJ Wooldridge. That's me, dang it. This is the podcast where we talk about movies, yes. TV shows, yes. comic books, yes. video games, yes. and the beyond. Where do we go after we die? We have definitive answers, but you're going to have to get to episode... 500 to get to that yeah, one. Stay tuned. It's like uh, one of those uh, pyramid schemes, but a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those good pyramid schemes. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. There's got to be some goodies. There's a, there, it, we're one of them. We're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. You're, you're part of it. Give us your social security number. Welcome. <laughs> Let's go ahead and hop into it. 2020. Yes. What a year. Uh, it, I wish. We're off to the races. <laughs> a lot of not. A lot of. <laughs> here. Um. I will get into. I want actually want to ask you about New Year New Year's resolutions say, as well. I was going to say, like you know, listen, we have international, and I was like, no, I can't. I literally can't think of a nation that listens to us that is not going through their own <laughs> thing right now. You know, for a second, I was like, UK is like, no, they nope. still got Brexit. Brexit, <laughs> Brexit Australia's the fires. Yeah, I think we have some listeners from Israel. They've they've got things to be concerned about. Canada, I mean, your plane went down, and well, that's, actually, that's the. That's, it's not their plane. It's, it's not. Oh, no. they're investigating. Yeah. Oh. Well, you we know, let's not we, even open up I mean, that can Your PM did the blackface thing a while uh, ago. Yeah, you yeah. got to still be thinking about that. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, listen, I don't know what's going on in Canada, but I will say I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> if that's the, your if biggest concern, I'll take it. If you'll take me. <laughs> please take us. I don't want to be drafted. Um, <laughs> please look at me. Look at me. Am I going to make it? I'm never going to make it. Yeah. Welcome. We talked about <laughs> pop culture on this show, but uh, slowly but surely, <laughs> the the fabric of our reality and government mm-hmm. is <laughs> just disappearing, so yeah. it might slip in occasionally. <laughs> You're welcome. But we're talking about other stuff today. So really quick, yes. I kind of want to go through a couple different things today. We were doing reviews of Watchmen, the TV show. Yes. TV show on HBO, yeah, and you can watch those reviews on our YouTube. Please do, please. YouTube.com slash Only Stupid Answers. Very well, and I do want to give a quick shout out to Vanny, Wendy, and Danny M for joining us live via Patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers. Gang, there's going to be some fun stuff we're doing in 2020, uh, and I hope you guys can go check it out. As low as five bucks a month, consider subscribing and uh, and then supporting the boys and the girls because mm-hmm. Roxy Stryer joins us for our reviews of yes. all the Crisis on Infinite Earths and the superhero TV shows. Uh, you can go and watch uh, the entire, listen to the entire series and watch the entire series at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. But before we get into what we're into this week, yes. I actually want to go a little bit further yes. and ask you, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Um, it's interesting. I don't really do um, the resolution thing per se, except Except that I do have goals. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's more like um, um, career stuff. So I've been um, developing a, a big project mm-hmm. last year, which I was kind of hoping would kick off last year, but due to a, a host of different circumstances, it did not. Um, but um, literally just today, I've been working on stuff for that. You should be staying tuned for that shortly. Um, that is not comic related. I am also just because I didn't really produce anything last year. I kind of want to ensure that I do produce something this year. Yeah. Um, so on top of this other project, uh, I've, I'm going to try and develop a couple um, comic book projects. Um, just some pitches I'm going to send out to publishers. I, I don't know if I'm going to uh, crowdfund them so much as like, I'll send them to publishers and publishers are like, yeah, we want it. Cool. And if they don't, it's just going to sit on my shelf. You know what yeah. I mean? We'll, we'll wait around. But normally that. Uh, the one that I, I've... You know, I feel like I'm pretty good about being goal-oriented and accomplishing things. Like I'm in better shape than I used to be. I get projects done. But the one that always kind of like every year I'm like, I'm going to do that. And I never do is learn Spanish. Because my mother-in-law... That is a big thing, though. In my Well, especially now that my old stupid brain... It, it doesn't... When you're young, it learning languages is easier and so fortunately like my kids because of the nature of their household will be bilingual it, it'll be it'll be easier for them than it was for me mm-hmm. um but, but you my, don't want those little shits having a secret language no i don't want them to know and, and my mother-in-law doesn't speak any english so like i want i it's been a goal of mine and every every year and i write i i typically like write on a whiteboard like stuff that i want to accomplish in a year and i you know what i, I can be honest this this year almost none of those things that i accomplished and it, it really depressed me it for, was, 2019, for 2019 yeah mm-hmm. it was it was it was pretty it was pretty depressing 
not that I didn't accomplish things. Mm-hmm. The things I accomplished were things I did not plan for, and on the nature of them, kind of consumed everything else. Um, but uh, so I'm very overall. I'm hopeful for this year. I, there's been a couple existential blows yeah. in, the, in, the, in the first few weeks. Um, but as far as my my personal goals, um, uh, the the big project, a couple comics, um, and as always, learn Spanish. <laughs> Hey, try yeah. do your best. That's yeah. all. That's all anyone can do. Yeah. What about you? For myself, it is. Um, I didn't want to name a specific thing of like. Uh, uh, I just wanted to change some of my habits. And so far, Monday through Fridays, I've been getting up and going on a walk or slash run um, every single day. So I've done it since Highly the beginning of the year. That. It's been very nice because yeah. like. Uh, at first, like my girlfriend and I were like, since we like moved in together, like it's we've been talking, which is kind of cool yeah. for 2020. Um, what we've been like talking about, like, should we do it together? It's like also like because we are both a little bit self conscious and we're at different like paces, like, she is a much better long distance runner, like, mm-hmm. she has so much endurance, and I mainly want to get my mile time faster for, yeah. for no reason except for I just want to yeah. see if I can get there. Because I used to have like a six minute 30, and that was super cool to like have that. Even though like, people do four minute miles now, who cares? Yeah. It's for me. Yeah. But I have done it every weekday. Yeah. In the morning for almost it's like forty five minutes where I'll do about three miles. And it's been very nice because I've just downloaded way more podcasts and I've been able to listen to that. And uh my mile time's been getting faster. I got down to nine minutes uh forty seconds cool. uh for a mile time. And it's starting to get easier and that feels really good. That yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't hurt as much. Blisters are going away. Yeah. So that's been nice. I have some overall goals for my career now that that just uh, I did that just kind of segue, I guess, into Australia. Uh when I was there, I got to meet uh, I think I've talked about this, but uh, just quick quick overview. My girlfriend, uh, Taylor Bachnight, she because I've posted about her online. I feel yeah. fine to say her full name. Yeah. Um, she has a, a health and wellness brand uh, through a company she used to work for. The brand is called Turmeric Latte Mix, and they have two products. Mm-hmm. And she's worked with Whole Foods. That now they sell both products. Actually, cool. if you live in Chicago, uh, this would be really cool if you guys could do this. If you go to a Whole Foods and just like take a picture with one of the products, it's just Turmeric Latte Mix. It's her face is on the packaging, which go. is pretty cool. Um, but now they actually sell them as drinks you can order at the Allegro Coffee Bar in Whole Foods, Very which cool. is so cool. She's been working her ass off. And uh, when we were in Australia, we got to actually meet the the co-owners of this company. Mm-hmm. And we did goal setting, like uh, some in-depth goal setting where we did like the seven layers deep where you, you name the thing you want to do, yeah. but you have to dig deeper and deeper of what the real goal in you, why you want to do the thing you want to do. Can you unpack that a little bit? In that, like, what what is it? Is there like a directive each layer? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, there's not like it's just asking why. Okay, and it's making you. It's you know, like when a kid asks why, 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 like why is the sky yeah. blue? It's like oh, I don't know. Yeah. But it's at, but since it's about you, it's at, it's frustrating and it hurts. But you have to get down to the the reason why mm-hmm. you want to do the thing you want to do. And I highly recommend everyone trying to do it with like maybe a significant other or like we could try it because yeah. it's we don't have to do it on air because it's it's personal. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a hard thing to to get through. Like I can use an arbitrary example for myself was um i wanted i of why i wanted to be successful mm-hmm. and it kind of came down to just the concept just, of being successful uh, for what that means for me gotcha and by the end of it i was crying because mm-hmm. it got to a point of me talking about a, a, a familiar familial relationship i have with mm-hmm. someone and how I compare myself to them, mm. and that's not a healthy way for yeah. me to for me to. I've done it my entire life without where I, you kind of know, mm-hmm. but you never, you never would voice that, and you wouldn't no. even like think it fully. But when you got to it, it was a good moment of I'm holding on to this, yeah. and I need to learn to let that go, and I can actually be successful outside of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just need to nav- I need to figure out what, out what that means. And it yeah. was a so cathartic, like because it was also like. We got to do it on the beach, so I got to go like go and swim out in the ocean. Yeah. And fun parts about Australia: some beaches have shark nets, and when you hear shark net, you're like, "Well, that doesn't make me feel good." They're mm-hmm. like, "Don't worry, it keeps the sharks out." And so you go in there, you have a weird sense of peace more than a regular beach. Yeah. But then they're like, "Yeah, a seal came in the other day, a manta ray came in." I'm like, "Oh, so this means <laughs> so all sharks this can get symbolic. in." <laughs> this is symbolic. So if a shark is. came in, it couldn't get out, is what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it holds the sharks. So it in. gets all pissy while it's in there. So that was a really big help. That was helpful for me figuring out what I want to do and just giving me a little bit of a, a clarity about my own motivations. And I don't, I don't hate myself for how I went about trying to accomplish things before. Mm-hmm. But now that I know that, I can try, I can strive to 
accomplish things in a different way. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. If yeah, it, am I it making does. sense? Yeah, 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 it does make, it makes um, a lot of sense. It's just, it, it's been great. Um, I highly recommend you guys do it. It's all it is, is asking yourself why, and then you can write it down so you can visually see yeah. and have your brain have to figure out why you want to do the thing you do. So like for yourself, yeah. we're not doing this, but if you ever did it later, it's like, why do you want to be a director? Yeah, yeah. And really getting down to it where at the end of the day, like it could be something, a personal goal for yourself from when you were a child or what it means for whatever. Yeah. Enough said. <clears throat> Highly recommend it. It's been very, it was very helpful, but if I, if you, if I may kind of want to hop into Australia, do just kind of want to run down the list of things I got to do because it was wonderful. And also, Big ups to DJ Woldridge. Please tweet him some thank yous, some attaboys, because he was running the entire ship here. And I, I tried to help as much as I could from where I was. But for reasons, I, we went to Australia and DJ did everything. He was well, a goddamn, that, goddamn superstar. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. But tell us about Australia. So, um, <clears throat> How many hours was I on a goddamn plane? <laughs> 15 <laughs> hours to get to Melbourne. You know, I, so I was thinking about that the other day because we've been watching... Um, Dracula on Netflix, eh? and the second so far so good. Cool. Uh, little, some of the CGI is a little shaky because <laughs> uh, it's like BBC CGI where yeah, it's like yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. specific flavor of bad, <laughs> uh, um, but overall really good. But the the um, uh, second episode is is him on a ship to England, and it's going four weeks on a ship. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so contextualize because because we talked a little bit about you you're flying to Australia, and I, and I just don't I don't think I could do it. And I'm like, oh, you know. It's better than four weeks on a ship, so maybe I should stop bitching. <laughs> well, you know what's really helpful? Eye masks. Never used one of those before because mm-hmm. you always see them in like movies, like kids draw eyes on the outside of a mask. Yeah, they, yeah, But I used one immediately, and it was just like conked out. I guess I'm like a parrot when you throw like a blanket over the cage. I just knocked the fuck out, yeah. and I was like, well, "Holy shit!" Twelve hours went by. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was definitely helpful that we left at 11 p.m. That it, yeah. our flight was late. Um, but so when we got to Australia, it was like middle of the afternoon. It was kind of confusing. Uh, but we and also you lose one whole day just because yeah. of the international dateline. You we lost a Saturday, we left a Friday, lost a Saturday, got there on a Sunday. Jeez, that just happened. But when we flew back, we left 11 a.m. on a Sunday and arrived that same day at 8 a.m. No, yeah. so that's super confusing. That yeah. day was a my, that was so I've never I never felt more inebriated in my entire life I was like what the hell like I, I tried to order something and I looked at the menu and it just started like waving back and forth at me I'm like hmm hmm yeah. I shouldn't drink coffee right now because yeah. I need to go to sleep also I think we passed out once we got back at 9pm and I woke uh, oh no I passed out at 5pm woke up fully awake at 11pm I'm like what the uh, what am I supposed to do <laughs> I can't and, the, yeah. and I went back to sleep at 5 a.m. It took me a couple days to readjust. Anyways, cool stuff in Australia I got to do. We stayed in Fremantle, which okay. is just south of Perth. And Perth is the big city on the west coast, which is the flight distance of New York to L.A. So we, okay. we flew 15 hours, and then we did that. Um, yeah, and then we did another a full national flight. Um, but everything's amazing. It was summertime, so uh, and every uh, immediately – Biggest thing to get used to is driving on the other side of the road because yeah. I, I was mainly in other. I drove one time after a couple of days of watching, and yeah. it was all I did was go around a uh, like a neighborhood a couple times to make yeah. sure I understood it because it just it's confusing. Because I think the weirdest thing was reversing because looking over your shoulder now it just felt everything felt alien and it felt like I was not seeing enough of yeah. what was what the, was behind me. Um, but every time as someone else drove and they would make a uh, right turn across the intersection because it's the other side instead of a left turn um everything in my brain was just screaming to tell them to stop (laughs) but i'm like don't because every time like uh because taylor would drive and because she used to drive stick and she used to in another country um it's just i had to keep my mouth shut and every time i crossed the road i looked the wrong direction every time taylor would have to grab me because a car was coming (laughs) Because I'd like, you look both ways, yeah. be like, ah, that car's far away. It's like, no, it's coming right at you, yeah. dipshit. Uh, <laughs> that was scary. Yeah. Um, but the beaches were beautiful. Every single beach was wonderful. And it actually did, every time they describe Hawaii, they're like, it's like a bath. You get into a bath and mm-hmm. you can see the ground. It's like, no, Australia's like a bath. That, yeah. it's, we also went to a beach where there were no waves and that was really cool. Nice. And you could see a lot of uh sea life and everything but we stayed in Fremantle at a friend's house and they uh they had a big old retriever that we have to play with every single day I love it also the guy we stayed with is uh is one of the handiest guys I've ever met cool when we got there he had just built a cement countertop and like a brickwork he's like oh we're building a pizza oven we decided last week and by the time we were done they built a pizza oven that's cool yeah and he's like I've never laid a brick before we'll figure it out and like he he did like we were 
we saw the before, and underneath all the ceramic that he put on, it's pretty shoddy. But overall, it does work. Yeah. You can cook three full-size pizzas. It gets and, the it, job done. Oh, yeah. it's it's super cool. I'll show you some pictures. Um, so we stay with them, and we got to meet a lot of really cool people, yeah. and got to have amazing food. Also, a lot of people gave us free food, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is <laughs> super cool. This. Um, and then we went down south, and there's a place called Market River where a lot of the wineries are. And okay. we, we stayed with some friends who had bought six acres of land, mm-hmm. and they're just surrounded by eucalyptus trees. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> but they had built a shack. And that's what you have to call it. But it's actually a tiny house. And it's really nice on the inside. Cool. But on, from the outside, it looks like crap. Mm-hmm. But then they did that on purpose because yeah. certain laws yeah. for building on, on land in, in southern Australia. And uh, surrounding them are all wineries. So we would just walk and buy like wines. And then we'd come back. And that's where I saw kangaroos. And cool. th- that night, we were staying with our friends. Are kangaroo, like, were they full-blown kangaroos? Yes, big Are ones. they scary? Is it like being around? I don't know. Maybe this is not tr- When I'm around a horse. Uh-huh. You get a little scared. I, I get, they're huge. Well, I, they're did, giant animals. I was in the car. Cause, oh, okay, so, and also, it. they're not everywhere, yeah, which yeah. is a bummer. Because yeah. even when we were driving down south, which is about three hours, I didn't see one. I was like, stupid. Yeah, it yeah. is like a hundred and... 30 degrees outside. So. They're like, yeah, they don't really do... They're nocturnal animals. I'm like, well, that's not what happened in Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. They ran around all the time. He out. had a hoodie. He had a hoodie. The money was in the <laughs> was in the jacket pocket. Um, and But there was one night when we were staying there. Really cool moment. I was like, oh, I hadn't seen a kangaroo yet. And this... He's like a lad. The guy who li- this guy there's a couple that lives with the guy and the couple like he's like a big linebacker of a dude. And he's like, mm-hmm. you ever see kangaroos yet? We gotta go. And he just like he put on Crocs. We got into the <laughs> we got into the car and we drove around until we found like this big just like ranch. Yeah, basically where a bunch of cattle were, but just like swarms. I don't know what a group of kangaroos mm-hmm. are called of kangaroos and like Joey's in their pockets and little babies. And yeah. when you see them like. When the guys, it's guys and girls, when they get low Mm -hmm. and they put their front arm, they put their arms down, all their muscles flex. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) It's so in the car, you even feel like, Mm -hmm. you guys could kick the door off this easily. Um, But super cool. Then we went to their version of Catalina. It's called. Uh, rot nest and it was not as fun to say as Catalina. <laughs> no, but it is more fun than Catalina because Catalina is like we brought bison there. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. But Catalina is the or <laughs> rot nest is the last place where quokkas live naturally. And mm-hmm. Quokkas are the small smiling marsupials that everyone like posted online. Yeah, we got to take photos with them. They are the coolest thing ever. You can see that uh, Sam Basher on Instagram. Boom. Yeah, and uh, he it, they don't smile naturally. Yeah, but as soon as soon as they start eating, they they're cheeks go up and they start smiling and it's so cute best moment was one came over and just started going through our stuff very calmly like mm-hmm. <laughs> like an old man like oh it's not mine mm-hmm. okay and then yeah. just went away somewhere else immediately aimed for a baby in a stroller yeah. and it just climbed underneath the stroller with yeah. the baby inside and just started eating Cheerios that it found uh, and the mom was like no 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 and they could, we couldn't get it out but yeah. it's so funny we started finding like babies and the babies are like the size of like our if you guys watch this a lot patreon.com it's like the size of this our nice. Our, our Mario uh, question cube and uh, the beaches were wonderful and they had like this lighthouse on the island super cool uh, and we got to stay with amazing people then we flew out to Sydney only one day was clear the rest were smog were yeah. like covered in, in fog also when the wind picked up you know like we have Santa Ana's here like yeah. Santa Ana winds in Los Angeles they're just crazy strong winds theirs felt like 12 times that Jeez. you're like holy crap if I was a child I just, yeah. I'd be gone any dogs outside mm <laughs> Uh, but we coolest thing, if you guys are ever in Sydney, we stayed near a college, which was ended up being a really smart thing because they had like a lot of new restaurants. Yeah. There was a <clears throat> thing called Spice Alley where it was in between a bunch of buildings. They had restaurants about the – they were just windows to restaurants mm-hmm. that were six feet wide. They're really small, mm-hmm. but they were every single – Asian country, basically, like Myanmar, Indonesia, China, Japan. Like, they all had little storefronts. So we would just buy little tiny things from all the restaurants. Like, we get dumplings here, or we go get, like, cool. uh, pad thai over here, and we get that, and we bring it back to our Airbnb, and we watched Inside Out, and we cried, and we were eating uh, it's so food. Good. It's so good. Yeah. And there were so many cool stores, like, that we got to go to. Like, I didn't really buy that much there, but we got to experience a lot of cool stuff. And it was very cool seeing this side of my girlfriend's life, because she lived there for six years, mm-hmm. and... She's made so many friends, and like they're all sweet, and they're all they're all just different yeah. than everyone in LA. You get tired of talking about it. it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm a musician, but I actually do Twitch streaming on the side. And it's just like, yeah, 
I'm complaining about something that's not a real complaint, but mm. it was just nice meeting different people. Yes, and I, would, I get it. I would very much like to go back to Australia more. The flight back, I did not sleep on, and that made it very, very difficult. Yeah, because that would be challenging. Your knees end up just kind of swelling up because I didn't wear big, big recommendation compression socks. Get the long Good to know. Good compression to know. socks just to kind of help with circulation. It'll yeah. you will feel better. Yeah, and don't, also if you can, maybe try not to eat on a flight. At fifteen hours, you kind of have to eat at a certain mm-hmm. point. Try if it's national flights. Try not to eat when they give you food, and eat when you get to the place, and eat the meal you're supposed to eat at that time in that place. So mm-hmm. if you like left in the morning and arrived in dinner time in that place, go eat dinner, go to sleep mm-hmm. that way, and eat a big dinner. Who gives a shit? At least you're now getting on the rhythm of how that time zone works. Yeah. Makes it a lot easier on your body, and uh, when it comes to like. The, the time changes, changes and everything. There's a lot of photos I posted online. There's more I want to post. Fremantle kicks ass. It's amazing. It's such a cool town because it's got like, it's kind of built like if you modernize an old western town. Cool. Like the way, or like like a Louisiana, like New mm-hmm. Orleans. It, has, it doesn't feel like New Orleans, like the south, but yeah. it has everything. That, that's how the architecture looks. Cool. Cool restaurants, cool places, uh, a lot of good food. And I tried kangaroo. It was on a, it was on a skewer. And it didn't taste um, bad, which, but it also doesn't taste like anything special. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. like a tw- like a tanginess to it. They'd yeah. be like, "That's kangaroo." If you put like that next to beef, I'd be like, nah, "I don't know." <laughs> Even next to like uh, like a bird, I'd be like, "Nah, I don't know what that." Yeah. Is. I can't tell the difference, which was a bummer. <laughs> but uh, overall, we had an amazing time. There's so much more that I want to talk about, but maybe I'll do a video about it and I'll talk about it because there's it's, it also maybe I'll just keep it to myself because like we got to do so many cool things and meet so many interesting people and uh sydney was was wonderful and uh oh by the way i did get to go to a, a small santa there and that was pretty that was pretty yeah fun. i saw i saw the picture i think yeah it was a it was a buddy of ours who uh was doing it because they were in between jobs and they just needed something to put up to get to re-up their visa and so he's like wait are they they're still doing the so i guess christmas just falls in in summer. In, in summer. Okay, yeah, got yeah. it, got it, got it. Which is weird. It's um, still the 25th. They're not like, they don't, but they don't readjust it, it to. It, it is kind of, well, so what was weird was um, we were staying with a family and their girls were graduating from each of their grades. And it was mm-hmm. like, wait, it was December. It's like, but no, it's summer. So you still get summer break. Wow. Yeah. So that's bad. Like, that, but also it kind of makes more sense. They start school in January and end it in December instead of starting in August yes. and ending it in June or mm-hmm. whatever that we do. Yeah. Like, oh, that actually makes a little bit more. Yeah. You actually, you got the. You get this one, Australia. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of other ones. Cool animals. Yeah. Also, I didn't see any koalas. Um, but a lot of people. And they're like, all gone now. So a lot, a lot of people were like, "Hey, do you know they have chlamydia, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I got it. You're not the first person to say I got it. Yeah, I got it. I know what they are. Well, it sounds amazing. I don't know when or if I will ever go to Australia, but it, it does sound incredible. It it's, sounds really cool. It's a lot. I try to post as much as I could when we were there. We got to see a lot of cool stuff. There's even more that I want to see next time, like the Great Barrier Reef. That'd be really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne is like Melbourne. It's like, you know, they say stuff differently. And it's Melbourne. Like, uh, um, um, what's it? the. In French Canada, uh, Quebec, Quebec, yeah, Quebec. yeah, 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 Quebec, Quebec. Yeah. There's a there's a running joke in Letterkenny where like they'll have a conversation about it. Each character will pronounce it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Nicolas, 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 So good. Anyways, there's that DJ. Yes. What are you into this week? That's my what. what I very long winded what I'm into this. What week. you're into? Well, while, while while we were gone, while we were on our break, obviously we episodes dropped while uh, while we were on break, but we've been on a uh, break for a little bit. I watched a bunch of movies. I caught up a little bit. I actually really enjoyed. Um, you know, we're in a, we're in a new place. I was able to decorate like full blown decorate for Christmas, and it was really. I've been trying to do something, um, and I don't know if I mentioned this before. I've been trying to be better about when I'm in a moment where. I it feel joy or I'm happy or I'm genuinely happy. I try to be in that moment and really maximize it because you just there's so much volatility in my career, in the world at large. You just don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? The big one could happen tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff. And so and so when um and I had a lot of moments like that during the holidays where I just felt happy and I just felt really good. But I spent a majority of that time um uh we watched a bunch of movies. I watched uh, Climax by Gaspar Noe. Um, I'm not which familiar. Is, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's a French film. It is it, probably not for everybody. It is based. It is very loosely based off of a true story about a dance troupe that uh, was in a building to practice, and their alcohol was di- di- uh, dosed with LSD. 
And that's pretty much the end of that story. That's not the end of the movie. The movie, mm-hmm. the things heavily go off the rails once that happens. Um, but it, it has an opening dance sequence. It's one of the most incredible things I've seen in a movie. It's like just really cool. It's just a single take of all these dance, and they're all. There's only uh, one, uh, two actors that have been in stuff before. One of them, and I literally just blanked on her name. Um, she was in Kingsman. Um, she was the new mummy in the Mummy. Uh, oh, Sophia. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she's in it, uh, and she's great. And and so that's if you're if you're looking for something a little bit different, um, that's uh, a good Sophia one. Patella. Patella, there you go. Thank you so much. Um, watched uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, which uh, is is a go to Christmas movie of mine. Which, by the way, I want to get this out there because uh, I want people to start pressuring Disney to fix this. Growing up, there's a a song in it when the love is gone. It is a very uh, it's the it's when he's with Ghost of Christmas Past. It's when Ebenezer. Have you seen the movie? I mean, I probably. Okay, yeah. so it's when young Scrooge is with the love of his life, and she decides to leave him because he's Scrooge, and uh, and he's not growing as a person. And it's the fulcrum of the entire movie. When at the end, spoilers for the Christmas Carol, when Scrooge becomes a better person, they do a reprise of it when the love we have. Apparently, in the theatrical version, I remember this very distinctly, but apparently it was only in the VHS version of the movie. Because when it went to the theaters, the story is the head of Disney at the time was like, oh, it's boring. There's no Muppets in that song. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. And so in the theatrical version, it wasn't there. It was in the VHS release because um, the director um, uh, just like, this is it's a, it's a huge part of the movie. You can't cut it out. Um, but I guess Disney lost the... Original? The original version of that song. It's somewhere, according to them. But um, it, they haven't found it. And it's like... It goes from like a... Per- basically, in my opinion, a perfect movie to a pretty good movie without mm-hmm. that song. Because literally, they go to the past. They see him with, with the girl... And then you just cut to like Rizzo and Gonzo crying, and you're like, "Wait, well, what, just, what, what just happened right now?" You know what I mean? And so it's like you need it. So Disney, uh, we watched on Disney Plus, which I'm, I'm very grateful it's on Disney Plus. But let's start uh, uh, harassing Disney to find this this clip so they can actually have the complete movie on Disney Plus. Have you seen that photo of the new Sonic and they told him the ring and it says "Bullying Works" <laughs> in the Sonic logo? <laughs> Okay, let's let me rephrase. Don't bully them, but let's remind them that if you're a fan of the Muppet Christmas Carol, like I am, because it's like my favorite, it's one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Let's remind them that we're out there and we care and we'd like to have. I had to go to find like a shitty version on YouTube just because my wife had never seen it, mm-hmm. just so she could understand the movie. Uh, by the way, just total side thing. Yes. Do you did you know that Martin Scorsese directed a a commercial for like a Chinese casino? Mm-hmm. Starring Leo DiCaprio, Al Pacino, and Robert De Niro. I did not know this. No, me neither. And it's very hard to find, but there's a shitty version of it you can find on YouTube. And I, I'll send it to you. I can't get through it because the acting and, and Martin Scorsese acts in it. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so awkward and so bad. I don't know where I found it, but please, if someone finds it, send it to Are DJ. Are Japanese commercials the best? Because uh, we got the Tommy Lee Jones. No, it's like a mini Martin Scorsese movie, but if you wrote it really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so it's not very good. And it's an, it's clearly an ad for the casino. Yeah, it just blows my mind that like because the Japanese have those Tommy Lee Jones Ads, which are ads. great, but this is a Chinese ad. Oh, Chinese. Chinese. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so um, it's, uh, it's not, it doesn't have the, the zaniness that you see in, in like well, Japanese. Well, a missed opportunity. Um, also watched Booksmart. Finally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you didn't find it funny? I, it's fine. I would have found it better if Superbad didn't exist. Mm. Um, I felt a little too beholden to that formula. Uh, but the two leads are great. And and uh, it's a lot of fun, so I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Just not for me. Just not not my cup of tea. I feel like there was another the Santa Claus. That's another uh, Christmas classic in the Woldridge household. Um, yeah, so just a lot of like catching up on on that stuff. Caught up on Fleabag, which is super easy. It's on Amazon Prime. It's only six. The, both seasons are only six episodes. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. All I'll people have to are check like, it oh, out. it's really good. I'm like, oh, whatever. You watch it, like, oh, actually, this is really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I I get the appeal because it's a very. Uh, I believe Phoebe Waller Bridge is the the star and the showrunner of it. Um, not only is she incredibly funny, but like it's there's a lot going on. It's very very nuanced, very thoughtful. A lot of complex people with complex emotions. One of the in, most interesting things is um, how it depicts. I guess you could call them the antagonists. Uh, Brett Gelman 
uh, plays her sister's so husband. Funny. So he's such a funny guy. He's a nightmare in the show. Like he's he's the worst person. But there's a moment where like his life's kind of unraveling, deservedly, because he's a bad person. But he like freaks out. And he's like, "Listen, I know I'm awful. I can't help that I am this way. I just am the way I am." And there's because the way he plays it, you're like, "Sorry." Like it, you feel you feel kind of bad because it's like. He's awful, but he doesn't know the mechanism of why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. So he can't fix it. And so it's like, well, I don't know what to do for you then, man. Like, it doesn't change the fact that you're a piece of shit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's interesting. There's a lot of stuff in that where it's like, there's a lot of, like, complex stuff. So check out Fleabag. It's only six episodes. And um, uh, Andrew Scott is in the second season. I don't recognize he, he, he plays Moriarty in um, Sherlock. He was also in... Um, Spectre, that James Bond movie. He's also got my favorite scene in 1917. He's fucking hilarious and he's great. So, nice. yeah. So that was it. That was pretty much my break is just uh, chilling and watching movies and living life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so uh, also with, uh, I, I'm now, because my, my girlfriend is in school right now. She yes. went back to school and for for a new degree that she wants to get so she doesn't have a lot of time to watch like HBO shows so whenever I want to show her stuff I'm like this is I'm going to throw away all the garbage that I'm like oh this is a cool episode of Flash I'm like who gives a shit yeah. we're throwing that away um, even like Brooklyn and I'm like if you ever had if we were wrapping presents or something we can turn that on oh I like did I will say I did watch an episode called The Box of Brooklyn and I with Sterling it. K. Brown it is amazing and I think you could watch it without it helps Knowing no, the show, you don't have to, but though. you can kind of just go in cold, and it's still amazing. You understand every character immediately. Yeah. Also, there's some new characters that are just introducing them in the episodes. So yes. You get it. Um, uh, but so we're we're catching up. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we start watching Chernobyl. Yes, um, and we just finished it, and it is as depressing <laughs> as it was the first time around. But it is fun watching that with someone where they're like. Uh, the questions that they have and being able to catch how they actually do a lot more explaining more subtly throughout the series than I thought because mm-hmm. the, the podcast did a lot of help yes. uh, explaining stuff. But also th- it, it was cool rewatching it because I think the show does enough work where you don't have to listen to the podcast. The podcast has fun anecdotes. Yeah. F- fun is used loosely yeah. as in it's fun to learn, but yeah. like yeah. <laughs> not like comedy. Uh, so that was, that was nice. We got to finish that. We started Righteous Gemstones and rewatching that it. That is, is more fun. That is yeah, more fun, yeah. and it's so so good. Mm-hmm. It is so. We're getting so a second good. season of that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's we 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 got to Baby Billy, and we're about to get to Misbehaving, aka the interlude, where it's mm-hmm. like the flashback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when you finally hear Misbehaving for the yeah. first time, and I'm, I'm and it's so, an earworm. Oh, it's so good. Um, so good. It's so frustrating how good that song yeah. is. Uh, and we started Watchmen because she hadn't watched that, yes. and she's like, she loves all of them. But we keep going back to Righteous Gemstones more. We finished Chernobyl because that's way shorter. Yeah, we keep going back to Righteous Gemstones instead of Watchmen because she's like, I can't. I got any. But I need some happy. Yeah, <laughs> I need yeah, some yeah. that's like less of a homework. And yeah, I'm like, totally understand. So we're gonna finish that, but we're gonna get to Watchmen soon. But rewatching Watchmen has been. Uh, a treat yeah so uh, that's a good transition into kind of our main discussion because again you were in australia mm-hmm. when both watchmen the show and doomsday clock both wrapped up uh and so we're kind of at a, i guess you call it an end of a phase for Watchmen. Mm-hmm. we'll see yeah yeah, but... yeah um and so we just wanted to kind of regroup and you re-wet, re-read the last issue of doomsday clock mm-hmm. i also did i also last night um i was just trying to think about just kind of outside of the original core book, the best stuff of Watchmen, and as far as before Watchmen went, which is the last time DC tried to milk that particular brand, um, the one that stuck with me most was Minutemen. So I read the last issue of that as well, and then I revisited the last issue of the original Watchmen comic. Mm-hmm. And I reread Watchmen, yes. the entirety of it. Very recently. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, rereading it, you see the it's a master class. It's a very well put together story top to bottom from Dave yeah. Gibbons to Alan Moore to everyone that was involved with it there but it it's a bummer because I have reread it too before this is like my third time through yeah. and I like it a little less every single time and why do you think that is it, it's not about the the crafts it, the craftsmanship is throughout and there's mm-hmm. a the, there's a, some amazing uh, things that happen that you've never, I haven't seen anywhere else that clearly become touchstones for other things yeah. in multiple genres and multiple medias. It's just something about it becomes, 
maybe it's the outlook on the world, and I mm. understand that it's from a specific point of view, but yeah. something about it makes me enjoy it less each time I watch it. Maybe it's enjoyment, not about that I think it's a bad, that it becomes worse in my head. It's that, like, man, if, it's like maybe if I just kept rewatching Chernobyl every single year, I'm like, man, I'm getting depressed every yeah, time. Really? I'm yeah. getting so depressed. Maybe it that's is, what it is. I, I think that's an, also an interesting distinction, too, because you can appreciate the craft of something without necessarily having it be for you. A good example is Booksmart. I, I, I understand the appeal for the people that are, are big fans of it. It's just not something I would want to revisit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd much rather spend time. There are different mediums and everything, but like with something like Fleabag, that, that is more my speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, you, you can have something not be for you without it necessarily uh, trying to dismantle the quality of it or whatever. Things can be incredibly well made and you're like, well, that just, but it didn't speak to me. Mm-hmm. That happens. You know what I mean? And it's healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially um, in a world where we live in now where there are so many options. It's not like there's like four channels. So guess what? If you don't like I Love Lucy, you're SOL. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're going to have to watch if you want to talk with your friends. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got to tune in every week. How is she going to get the chocolates off the conveyor belt in time? Mm-hmm. That's um, the only scene anyone can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love I Love Lucy. I think it's a, I think it, my, uh, Monica was watching it the other day and I was like, oh damn, this still holds up. This is actually still really solid. God bless Lucille Ball. Um, but yeah, so going through all of the, we didn't, we obviously did a review for the fun hour for Watchmen. I don't think we've talked about Doomsday Clock Mm-mm. on the record. I, well, just if I may. Yes. Uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I was, do you think any of that has to, if it came out the week before the finale of Watchmen, do you think you'd be more or less disappointed? No, I'm about saying. I okay. think it'd be about the same. Because not that, sure, prop, prop, we can't rule out that I, and I will say, I think I said it during our video review of, of the finale of Watchmen, I very much enjoyed it. And I think they landed the plane the best they could, and I yeah. and I I loved it. Um, and we'll get into that. Well, yeah. but for this, that probably had to have something to do with it. But reading this, it was like, oh, like this is like Christ on Infinite Earths, where it's kind of like you fixing a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not you really telling a story by the yeah. not not really like you do tell a good story to get to this end result. Yeah, but you're getting to an end result. You know what's also funny though. You, I think you're 100 percent right, but also re- rereading because I reread this last night. It's fixing a problem that I personally don't think really existed. Because when they talk about 52, it's like I know 52 knew 52 had its problems, but I think the intent was solid. Like I yeah. think like I, I I don't think you need it, especially since other comics have kind of like resolved some lingering issues. I don't know that you needed to do this. Mm, me neither. I it's a fun idea at first and there's some real like the issue with Doctor Manhattan, I think yeah. it's like issue nine or something like that. Yes. Uh it's wonderful. Interestingly, I think Doctor Manhattan tends to bring out the best of the creators, yeah, because yeah. like the Doctor Manhattan episode of the Watchmen series was a standout. The Ma- Doctor Manhattan issue here was good. Of the before Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan was one of the better standalone comics, and you know what I mean. Like, uh, so he tends to bring out the best in people. I will say, I agree with you. Disappointed, um, except in the art. I oh think yeah, the art's no, incredible. Gary Frank absolutely killed it. Like, yeah, we're t- that is so i want that printed on my chest <laughs> also they do a good job of, i was there's a big splash page where uh, superman's with the legion and the justice society um also um there is a, a page of um that a bunch of other international heroes show up they show some teams so and cool. it's like all of these characters like who's that dude Who's that chick? What's going on? My boy. Yeah, yeah, your boy, your boy uh, Superman of China. Like, yeah. there's so many interesting characters. The art in this is is A plus, super gorgeous. And I think some of them are like, they're all characters that have appeared somewhere else, Probably. but some of them are like also original creators. But they, speaking of Australia, they show the Australian teams. And uh, I, I don't know who that is, but I think it's my new favorite character. Yeah, like and the I bear want, guy. Yeah, yeah, it's this bear dude. It, that's it. Yeah. He's just a bear dude. And I'm like, I, uh, is, is he Tasmanian Devil? Who the fuck knows? Uh, yeah. I just want more of him in everything. I, um, but it, it is, it's a Band-Aid. And it, it, it yeah. didn't feel like an end to a story. It, like, it could, more stories can come out of this, which... Jeff Johns has said, like, with the setup at the end... By the way, we're doing spoiler discussion. Yeah, this is about... I've like, been out for about a with month. the introduction of Clark, the, the kid of Mar- my marionette, who yeah. has his powers, who... Because I guess Dr. Manhattan gave his powers to this kid who's now going to be raised by Laurie and Dan. Yeah. Um, N- Owl Man. Sorry, Night Owl. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot Night of Night Owl stuff. Man. Night yeah. Owl Man. Um, sure. Th- you know what was interesting is that this... How I, I would have to assume unintentionally how thematically this 
touches on a lot of things that the Watchmen show did. Where it was like, what if Dr. Manhattan's powers went to somebody that was more well-adjusted? Or what if you had a Rorschach that wasn't a pseudo-racist? Like, what if you, like, a lot of the stuff that the that the series tried to paper, paper over and make more positive, this also did. Mm-hmm. And it's that's it's an interesting, because again, I, I would seriously doubt Jeff Johns and Damon Lindelof were comparing notes. How There's no way that, that instinct Damon existed. didn't read this, though. There's no way he didn't look, because they were, well, if, if you listen to the podcast, they talk about how they had a weekly uh, book club for each issue, and they would dive into the issue over and over and over again of, of the original Watchmen. Yeah. And there's no way they didn't, like, look at the other like books regardless yeah just talking about doomsday clock 12 uh, there's no way he knew the ending for this yeah. and also it effect, neither affect each other in any mm. way because all this was supposed to do was show that okay help me break this down yeah. because dr manhattan can see two and en- possible endings yes which but i'm not going to get into the minutia of his mechanics because that i think that's a really boring way to review something mm-hmm. But he has set up that he just sees his past and future as a line. Mm-hmm. And he's experiencing them simultaneously. Yeah. When has he ever been able to see two things as Never. an option? So who cares? Right? Yeah. You know, but for me, who cares? Yeah. But Well, I think it's more um, the moment uh, what he sees is Superman coming at him with a fist and then everything stops. And so he interprets that as either he stops Superman and Superman stops him. He doesn't necessarily see that alternative. But... Later, he he does perceive like an alternate timeline where he got the he didn't become Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, and I yeah I I I don't know. I, I, I think it doesn't like and also the other cover for the variant cover for Doomsday Clock was the two timeline the two endings of him mm-hmm. being dead and then nothing existing anymore. Yeah. So it's like whatever that means, regardless. But it does kind of come into that there is a third option. Mm-hmm. It literally says there's a third option. The, the words are specifically used that, that you help people. Superman inspires him to be helpful. That he that it, they're now be, since Doctor Manhattan can't really make decisions. He yeah. can in the moment, but he already knows the outcome yeah. of said decision. So showing him that he can change and make do something new kind of sounds. Uh, like we just need an ending. Well, and it's interesting because I think it, it I felt think the Watchmen, over. the Watchmen show comes to a similar conclusion of like, well, Doctor Manhattan should do more, which I think is a fundamental misunderstanding of what Doctor Manhattan represents, mm-hmm. which is this idea of not that he doesn't have choice, but that, like you said, he knows what the options are so all he can do is what he did mm-hmm. except he doesn't know some sometimes the ramifications if he's not there experiencing them if he's not there experiencing them which is and what, then obviously there's some rules with the, the tachyon shit which actually is kind of dumb there's but, no re- i guess i guess maybe it, what doomsday clock is supposed to imply is that because of this burgeoning idea of choice mm-hmm. is why he can't see past superman coming at him yeah sure Mm. Uh, but I, I want so, so something I've been trying to unpack is uh, the Watchmen movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my issues with that is it is it is he, Zack Snyder thinks these characters are like super cool. Mm-hmm. So I will often go the one scene that I go back to in Watchmen is this kind of like a snapshot of what I think is wrong with the movie is in the comic Rorschach is is in a building trapped where cops are coming after him mm-hmm. and he jumps out a window and me having read superhero stories was like oh he's going to hit the ground and he's going to beat up a bunch of cops and instead what happens is he hits the ground he breaks he twists his ankle the cops beat the shit out of him and drag him away and as a reader it, it completely threw me for a loop because that's not how superhero stories work in the movie hits the ground beats up a bunch of cops and, and, then, then, he and gets, then he gets yeah. dragged away but that's as a, that's what i expected and so it's like that's what you're not understanding the subversion that this story is trying to do. And you are painting these characters as cool when I don't think Alan Moore intended them to be perceived as like cool or Mm -hmm. admirable because the most positive characters are like Dan and Lori. And they're still part of the problem. They're part of the problem and basically completely ineffectual. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, in the, if you were rereading the book, I don't know if it happens in the last issue, but you see that Dan's also a bad person 
for what he does where they're in a it's before they head to antarctica they're in a bar asking like for details about Moloch or the death of that yeah. and um or where rorschach is or yeah. something and they somebody makes fun of hollis dying the mm-hmm. other night owl yeah and dan loses his mind and be- beats this guy near to death yeah. because of it and you're like oh you're part of the problem too yeah because you, you're trying to serve out justice and it's violence it's, and it's cruelty he's 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 trying to figure out his own impotence you know what i mean his own like whatever anyway and then you get to uh, uh, Doomsday Clock, which is like, well, hey, if Superman was just there to inspire Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan could do all these cool things. Mm-hmm. And then in the Watchmen show, it's like, well, if Dr. Manhattan was was uh, Angela, you know what I mean? Maybe we could do – and now we have Looking Glass, who is Rorschach, but not as bad. You know what I mean? And so what I'm thinking what – I, what I'm, if I was trying to articulate where I think the disconnect is, I think maybe – all these adaptations come from a place of love, it's specifically a love for the original Watchmen. And that love is almost forced into a position where you have to paint things more positive than the original comic. Not, I don't think the comic is cynical. I want to avoid the idea of it's cynical because it does present some ideas. Like in the, in the last issue, Dr. Manhattan sees Lori and Dan have just you know, had, uh, sad sex Mm -hmm. and he, and he smiles and he tells, uh, uh, um, Adrian that nothing ever ends and he's going to try and create life. And, and, but then the newspaper has Rorschach's journal and we don't know what that means. And Rorschach even, I, I actually think Rorschach is incredibly admirable in that last issue because he knows like, I can't abide this lie. I can't, I can't abide this lie. And so he's willing to die because he can't compromise that aspect of him. So all the other flaws that character has, mm-hmm. that moment is really admirable. So I don't think it's completely cynical, but I think Alan Moore comes from a place of really trying to challenge the notion of not only superheroes, but what superheroes represent to authority in society. Because when Rorschach dies, he says, I'm just another body in the foundation of your more peaceful world. And for me, what that means is this idea of like, yes, specifically America, but all free societies were free and we have all these ideas, but those foundations are laid with with bodies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so there's a, no matter what self-righteousness you have, when it specifically comes to institutions and governments, there is, there's an inherent lie mm-hmm. in that. And so, especially since Alan Moore's an anarchist and, you know, all that stuff. So, wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a wizard. But, like, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily invest. He made, a, he made a big point that this was the first time he was voting in decades because he doesn't really believe in governments. Like, he sees governments as more of a – if I am not Alan Moore, so I, my interpretation of, of his opinions on these things are he sees them as, as more authoritarian and, and maybe fascistic and, and forcing their will on people where it might be better to just not have governments. Um so you have Ozymandias and Dr. Manhattan who are the most effectual, but they're so distanced from normal human interactions. Their solutions to things are, well, maybe if I wipe out half of New York and create an alien threat, world peace will happen. And Dr. Manhattan's like, well, yeah, maybe. And then, they, you know what I mean? Like they, they can't, they are so removed from normal human experience that they're monsters, essentially. So that challenging perception of what it means what a superhero means what society means what is authority what is making what is deciding what is good for other people all that stuff you lose in these adaptations because they come from a place but like yeah but what if like i rorschach's cool so what if we had a rorschach that was more cool or what if dr manhattan could decide to end racism you know what i mean like could Mm -hmm. do those things and i think it undercuts the inherent challenging material of Watchmen because the Watchmen show presented a lot of like really challenging things that it eventually kind of just got rid of. Like, you know, Judd was just a bad guy. You know what I mean? He was just a bad guy. The the secret plan was to whatever, whatever. Uh, We make a big point of like, nobody should have Dr. Manhattan's abilities except Angela. Wink. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's not in any way that the show is bad. I think it's bad. I think what it was trying to do was good. I just think when you have that Watchmen brand, I don't, 
at this point, if the show couldn't do it, I don't think you can live up to it. And I think we should just let Watchmen lie. Maybe. You know what I mean? well, okay, so uh, you bring up, I, I agree with a fair amount of points regarding the comic and, and Doomsday Clock because you, they bring up so many wonderful ideas of what it means to be a superhero or super person or, or to be larger than life and how it distances yourself and really you're not part of humanity and there's no way for you to solve those problems because you can't you're not part of the yeah. the, the system to figure out what is exactly broken uh and in doomsday clock it's like well, what if like the old people could still fight yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if i mean actually justice society is actually really cool though yeah, and what so it, now i will so positives i think the interpretation of what superman can mean for different generations that whole scene mm-hmm. or, or that breakdown Minus the Marvel DC plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Which ballsy that he gives like specific dates and shit too. Yeah. Like, how are you going to make this and happen? And also the Do you it, know something we don't know? The Digit 5G, which is apparently DC Comics doing a new like yeah. line of something. He's like, that'll go away too. It's yeah. like, nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm in charge. <laughs> um, uh, I, I liked his interpretation of Superman, what it meant. And yes. it was also, it was just a harken back to issue nine for yeah. Doctor, how Dr. Manhattan viewed how this world revolved around Superman. Which is maybe a thing influence. against issue 12 is that you the point it makes was already made in issue 9 yeah, yeah. it was just more of it was landing the plane yes. for, for that but yeah literally everything else i felt was like were the comedians here still yeah. <laughs> and then he goes back to like ha ah, you got shot a bunch and then we threw you out the building yeah. again actually <laughs> <laughs> there always wins yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> stupid I, I and then dr manhattan goes back and even though all the nukes went off around the world he's like i'm gonna make flowers grow yeah. and Peace and yeah, deuces. My, impre- my impression is like you went back time and changed it or something. I, guess. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. The kid got his powers, so yeah. the kid will do whatever. Going to the show for a second, th- I understand your criticism where it's like dar- the, it, the uh, an ending you could get to, an answer you could get to is that Dr. Manhattan, what if Angela did it? Like yeah. she could do better. It's like I, what I took throughout the show, and we talked about this, is, is legacy. And growing from the trauma and the your literal past, your ancestors, and what you can, how you can utilize that to build a better world, mm-hmm. and that you will always have what those other people did, and you will have to reconcile that however you will, but you yeah. still need to move forward in some way. And utilizing the power that you do have to try to make the world a better place is all anyone can do. Yeah. So I like the idea. Not in the de- not in this yeah. where it's a little boy gets the same tattoo his dad got, yeah. and then he and he has the powers. I don't necessarily like that what i do like when it comes to angela is the option and the opportunity to use her resources and privilege to do something good Mm -hmm. she is literally handed godlike abilities and that does not mean that she could do something more it's that she's she's given the opportunity to and like like john says in that show where it's like why did you go to vietnam and he's like because i thought people wanted me to do that because he thought he was doing the thing that he needed to do to make the world a better place we find out later that wasn't a good thing yeah and also we all learned shockingly because i mean this is a generation that we miss because we're younger but the vietnam was not a good idea (laughs) we shouldn't have gone there but in that circumstance, John thought he was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So I interpret it, and that's not, you can, yeah. everyone's interpretation of the show is, is fair. What I took it as is analyzing where you came from and understanding it is really helpful for moving forward and making the right decisions. Ignoring your history, ignoring your past it is only going to make history repeat itself. That's been a trope that's been beaten to death for mm-hmm. years, decades. Yeah. I like the ending as as keeping the book open, the door open to Angela. That's why we don't need a sequel. I don't think we need a sequel yeah. at all. I would. I love it. Yeah, I want to see Angela. Maybe she's a different color. Ooh, that'd yeah. be fun. Um, uh, I, I, I like the opportunity for. I like the option for the opportunity of someone being able to do something different with those abilities. Yeah. That's all. It, I, that's how I interpret it. That's how yeah. I saw it. Is that that's all it is? It's not that she would be better. I don't think so. You see her literally beat the snot out of somebody to get the answer. Yeah. She is not perfect. And I didn't I didn't find the show saying that she was more well equipped to do it than John could. But that being said, she might have learned enough from her grandfather, learning who she really is and where she comes from, and l- living with John and building a life together and understanding how he behaved and how he worked, that there she might have a shot 
to make real positive change in the world. That doesn't mean she will. Yeah. Like, John did good things. Like, we don't have fossil fuels in this world. We mm-hmm. use we use electricity. In the Watchmen world. In the Watchmen yeah. world. Yeah. Man, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Uh, it, but, and, like, we don't have to use that. Like, um... I realized I was I was like I was surprised that they didn't going back and rereading Watchmen. That's like I'm surprised that because of the global nuclear crisis and that it's like there's a very easy parallel to global warming. And then I realized because of because they established that because of Doctor Manhattan and fight working together that they got rid of fossil fuels in the 80s. So it's like oh they might not have they might not be dealing with that in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that might just not be a problem. It might maybe in a different way, yeah. but like that. I just liked, and also the, the way that they ended the show, I felt was very open ended. Where it's like she might have powers, she might not, and hopefully, if she did get it, she would be able to make decisions that could help the world grow to be a better place. Because yeah. that's what everyone's Vite, even though he is a monster, yeah. did try to do something that would make the world a better place and yeah. save as a, a collective. A, a larger amount of people than the people he sacrificed. He yeah. is still wrong, and he should be punished for what he did. Yeah. But he was trying to do something good. That is not... I sound like I'm trying to justify no, 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 a little like, mass murderer. He is a bad person. Yeah. Uh, but he was trying to do something good. And that's what we're seeing it from multiple points of view and yeah. multiple people trying to do something good. And like for Senator the Keene Jr., mm-hmm. the, he was trying to do something good for my people. Yeah. <laughs> he is a bad person. And also the way he died in that, epi- in that episode was very satisfying. Yeah. It was like, oh no, where'd he go? Yeah. He... Like a balloon. Yeah. And I, you know what? I think all of that is is Am I making correct sense? Inter- if I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I think it's a correct interpretation. And I think it's it's uh, oh, really it's a, quick. Keen's a racist and bad. So yeah, <laughs> let me yeah, just yeah, say yeah. that. Um and I'll and fight is bad. Yeah, and, you know, and he bad. Yeah. Um but um I, I think all I think your that interpretation is correct, and I think the Watchmen show is good, and I think that is a solid interpretation of that that is meaningful. I don't think it's Watchmen. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And I think that's more... I, I, I mean, I have specific critiques in that. I think, in hindsight, there's some sloppiness in the show. Specifically, like, we don't know who Lube Man is. Uh, in hindsight, because it didn't end up meaning anything. Grandma showing up to pick up young Angela and then immediately dying is silly. Uh, there's things that I thought maybe were like... point. By the way, people point out with Lube Man, like, well, we don't know who Hood of Justice is. Yeah, but we know who he is. In the, he was part of the Minutemen. We know what function he served. We just don't know the identity. It'd be more like if Hood of Justice showed up and be like, Vite's over there, and then left, and you're like, Who's that guy? Who was that? Anyway, yeah. those, are, those are things I can pick up. But overall, I think the show is solid. I think it's well made. I just don't think it's Watchmen. You know what I mean? I don't think it has the impact of Watchmen. I don't think it'll have the same meaning because it is more like, hey, do your best as opposed to like a direct challenge to how not only the comics you're reading with superheroes, but institutions and all that stuff. I don't think it, it will be as overall as impactful as that was. And maybe none of them can be because they are derivative. They're yeah. inherently derivative. You know what I mean? So you will always be compared to that thing. And I think that's why I'm at this point of like, if that show, cause I, I think, I think along these lines, because in the podcast with uh, Lindelof, he was always like the, do we earn the title Watchmen? And as much as I appreciate the effort and the intent and the thought that went into it, and by the way, going back and reading that last issue, such a good job capturing Vite's voice and Dr. Manhattan's voice. Like I could, going back and reading, it's like I hear Jeremy Irons' voice because they did such a good job of like capturing that energy. Despite all that, and I don't think it's their fault. I don't think you did. I don't think you live up to what, what Watchmen represents, which is like if they couldn't do it, for me, I think I'm good. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm good. I think we don't need to try anymore. Don't I mean those videos did great for us? So please do a second season. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, I I think for me it's like I I just let's just let it. We're not trying to make sequels to Citizen Kane for crying out loud. Let's just let it lie. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and personally, I th- just just so we can have both opinions here. Yeah. Just, I wanted to say I I think it does earn it, but I think your criticisms are fair. And also, Lube Man, I think all you needed was. The photo he took being mm-hmm. on uh, Lori's desk and being like, "Oh, he did it." Yeah, he did. It. <laughs> oh, now yeah. we now we know. Also, a little bit bummed that like you know we spent that time with like Looking Glass and Lori and it ended up not mattering. Like they're in the finale, like nothing in the finale of Watchmen, nothing anybody does matters. But we get to see their perspectives and their reasons for trying to unpack it because the bad guy stopped in the show. Everybody's just kind of there, mm-hmm. and it's like, well then. 
What, what do you mean exactly? So nothing Lori or Looking Glass does really affects the finale. Nothing Angela does affects the finale. Besides bringing uh, Vite in. Sure. But, like, we don't really get their... The, the, the perspectives we learned about them don't inform anything that happens. Like, it's just... They're just kind of there. And it's like, so why did we spend the time... If, if who they are mm-hmm. and their experiences don't inform the climax or, or affect the climax, then why do we spend time with them? Just as a counterpoint, would you say that the experiences of Dan Dryberg in Watchmen affect the outcome of the They end? don't affect the outcome, but what we learn about his character informs how he and Laurie and Rorschach and Dr. Manhattan and everybody react to that and the decisions they make about whether they will keep the secret or not keep the secret. Mm-hmm. And so therefore the time we spend with them matters in that I, I think it would be if if all the characters had an option, like, wait, do we let True become Dr. Manhattan? And they all had, like, opinions on it. You know what I mean? Then it's like, well, now now it matters what Looking Glass went through because it informs this thing. You know what I mean? Instead, he hits Vite in the back with a wrench and they oh, we're going to take you away. And it's like, interesting. Okay. No, it's, well, it's, I, less, I, it's not that it's, again, it's not that it's bad. It's just less complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I, because I because I feel that they, we we got windows into their lives and and also how their lives function in a world like this after what Vite did after superhero costume adventurers yeah, or whatever yeah, they call them, which is great that I love that's how they view them yeah because they're not uh, particular other than Manhattan are not particular super no not at <laughs> yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love that point of view and you're you're understanding the world through all these points of view yeah and that's and I thought that was enough for me and yeah. that they you understand the decision making by the end of the not that I don't love Tim Blake Nelson and I don't love Looking Glass and I don't I'm not gonna I'm definitely gonna try Gene and do Smart. that costume yeah, oh, yeah. for for Halloween but like it's it's inter- again it's just like. I think I'm good. I think I think Watchmen is what it is. I think everybody. I think Watchmen has the potential to bring out the best in the creators that tackle it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're equipped to bring out the best in the material. Interesting. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. But I, I for me, yeah. as an overall enjoyment, I would say because you did ask before we recorded doing like a fuck Mary kill with. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With for my, I think we said Doomsday Clock, original Watchmen, and then the TV, TV show. show. Yes. Um, for me. Uh, Hector Navarro, shout out, friend of the show. He mentioned that his overall enjoyment of of a property he gave to he he gave that title to the Watchmen TV show. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if that applied to the after it was over. It was like yeah. mid mid of the season, yeah. and he wasn't talking about the happiness he had at the end of every mm-hmm. episode. He was talking about how they were portraying the story that they wanted to tell, yeah. and how they captured it, and how they just top to bottom. Yeah, because there's more not. Let's not knock what Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore did. That is insane that a team of people were able to put something together as wonderful and as impactful as Watchmen. But let's go ahead and quadruple it a couple more times, and that's what it took to make Watchmen the TV show. Yeah. Not saying that it's not making one small. I'm not trying to. As far as production, minimize. it's harder to make a show. Yeah, than yeah, a comic. yeah. And and the, from the music from yeah. Trent Raz. Resner and, and Atticus, Atticus Ross, Ross. Uh, to the direction and the writing and the the acting and the cinematography, CGI, the, everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the CGI is slightly better than Undrag. Yeah, it is a little bit. But I, <laughs> long story short, I would like I I feel that I agree with Hector yeah. when it comes to my overall enjoyment of a property. Not saying that it's a hoot and a holler to watch Watchmen. It's very stressful. And it's not it, as bad as Chernobyl. It is not. Yeah. But you don't it, even at the end. It's not happiness you feel really because Angela lost her husband, yeah. her partner, whatever. I don't know if they got married because he's kind of comatose. So yeah. I don't think that's fair to be like, oh, we're husband and wife. Look, check it out. Yeah. Um, they kind of are. Uh, anyways, going off on a tangent. Uh, I I felt that overall what they were trying to say. I enjoyed the way the show tackled it and what it was what it was going after. The comic was dealing with. Um, the nuclear crisis and what mm-hmm. it meant to be living in a world like that yeah. with the heightened angle of it being with superheroes and costume adventurers yeah. for this show. It, it really honestly, earnestly tackled race and what it could look like if we did reparations and mm-hmm. if we had that, 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 and like, they, they don't need to go into it. Watch the damn show. Uh, also, I'm not equipped to dive yeah. into that. Um, I, I think the show did a better job overall. So for you, as we talked about, fuck, fuck Mary kill. I'm gonna marry the show. Yeah, yeah. I will have a happy, complicated life <laughs> that's gonna be stressful at times. Yeah. But overall, I, I'm gonna marry it. Fuck the original Watchmen yeah. comic. You fuck Kill? with that? I fuck with that. Yeah, yeah I, I read it occasionally. I've mentioned it does 
it, it does get sadder every time. But <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna have to kill the comic, which it's got some good stuff. Yeah. But overall, it was mainly just to get some old people back into the comics. Yeah, well, and I, I'm going to say, too, like, I, for me, Kill would also be Doomsday Clock. But I, that's not, don't take that as a, or any of these criticisms. It's no. really a not, the only one I'll kind of directly knock is the Zack Snyder movie. I don't mind knocking yeah, that around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind kicking that. I mean, it does. Listen, I think casting overall was pretty solid. And I think it looked good. But I don't think it was a good adaptation. Boom. Um, Doomsday Clock. I think I, there's a lot of merit in it. I think it's a beautiful comic. And I think, again, it's some of, it brought out some of the best of Jeff John. But if I were to fuck Mary Kill or kill the Doomsday Clock comic, uh, uh, I would marry the original Watchmen in the idea that like this is the thing I would want to keep with me and mm-hmm. spend time with and have have. Uh, and the show I enjoyed, so that's the fuck I would yeah. I would I would enjoy it. But it, and I think there's merit in before Watchmen, but like Doomsday Clock, it mainly serves it, it's it serves a function. It's like hey, let's get more out of this brand. You know what I mean? Would Would you want? <clears throat> So for me, I, I'm good with Watchmen. If we never do another Watchmen thing, I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I will say, looking through Doomsday Clock, it's like, what if we recolored the original Watchmen? Because a lot of the coloring in Doomsday Clock is it's like wonderful, really nice. Like Brad Anderson, just go like, have a little pass. At yeah. It. Anyway, that, neither here nor there. Don't change the art. Just yeah. Don't just recolor just, it. Just, I just want to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, would do you want more Watchmen things? Uh, and what would they be? Like a second season or something completely different? No comic. Okay. No comics. I know it's a comic and doing follow-up with it just feels right, but it feels like natural. Yeah. The show's world feels different enough from the comic. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the kind of world building they've done and the characters that they introduced, the original ones. Yeah. And it's, we're learning different about different corners of the world. Yeah. Like why this set in Tulsa? Mainly because they went and moved there. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that it's just kind of like it's small like that, but it's also a big deal. Like yeah. the impact you have about around yourself and also your legacy and genetic trauma, that idea, where, yeah. um, regardless of it being real or not. But it's it's wonderful. And uh, I, I, in terms of a follow-up, maybe a second season, but yeah. also no, that's okay. I'm okay with it being put to bed as well. Yeah. Uh, and a movie is not the way to adapt it. I think if you were... It, I'll say, if you wanted to do one more thing, mm-hmm. adapt the series verbatim as a TV show. HBO I, budget, I think you can do it. 12 episodes, bing, bing, boom, you're done. Yeah. Don't do a movie, please. Don't. Yeah, I think if you do it again, if they were to do another season, I think we, we talked a little bit best on a review, like maybe you go back and do like a Minutemen season within cool. the world you've set up in the show. Because, shocker, the Minutemen there is very different than the Minutemen before Watchmen comic. Um, Hooded Justice is not a great dude um, in the comic. Um, or if you do another season, I think there's merit in getting another showrunner, um, maybe a woman of color, if you're, especially, specifically if you're going to maybe touch on I, w- I think it'd be a bad idea to have Angela be your main character again, mm-hmm. but have her be in the series. Maybe have a woman of color tackle that and see see where you go from there. Maybe pick a different part of Maybe pick Australia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Season two takes place in Fremantle. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, but like, I, I maybe LA, what does Los Angeles look like at this point? It's got to be. It's a good question. Maybe they're doing great because New York got wiped off the map. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so everyone comes here now. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean? If you did that, maybe, but I also, again, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I think again, I, we've gotten good things out of it, but none of them have have for me lived up to the original. Um, which, if you haven't read it, or if you haven't read it, if you haven't watched the show, you could do worse things with your life. Yeah, and uh, Danny M in the chat joining us live. You can do that at Patreon.com. Uh, they they're talking about how they care about the I care about Looking Glass, and that's why they cared about his point of view throughout, yeah. the, especially in the finale, which was cool. Uh, they're also on board with the recoloring of the original comic. That'd be kind of fun. Just <laughs> it's like a fun experiment. Oh no, he's he's saying, he's saying recoloring a comics is a sin. Oh, yeah. he's not on board with that. Yeah, just come on, just to see, just to see, not to knock the original colors. They just want to see technology's uh, different now. I know, and it's yeah. just look, we got new colors. <laughs> we, we've got brand new colors. Also, I hated this. I hated that. Uh, I didn't know I was supposed to like it more. I hated the reveal that it's like, it's Superman's cape. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You didn't. Even notice. Yeah. Oh, at the end yeah. of So it read it digitally. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been like blood coming down. Why, yeah. Doomsday clock. No, it's the... Because positivity. Listen, it's cool to be positive. I just, you know. That's not Watchmen. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, regardless, let us know what you guys thought on yes. Twitter at Only Stupid Answers. Also, let us know. You got the vows from Stupid. Also, let us know your New Year's resolutions. I'm always interested in hearing that. Please. And also, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Check out YouTube.com slash Only Stupid Answers for new reviews. Just do one for Underwater. Thanks to our friends over at 20th Century Fox. Yes. First thing we've is got for a some, 4D uh, event. some fun stuff upcoming. Yes. we got a lot of movies we're going to go see. I'm very excited. This evening, since we're recording this Friday, I am going to go see the hit blockbuster I was not able to see when I was in Australia. That's right. Star Wars. That's the one. (laughs) Close. The Soul Sisters, in a way. Yeah. Cats. 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 Super excited. I will be drawing whiskers on my face, because why wouldn't I? Yeah. I'm, what else are you going to do? Yeah, and uh, But gang, make sure you tune in. Let us know also on our Patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers. You can join our Discord. Very easy. Super fun. We want to hear from you guys. What would you guys Please. like to, us to cover in 2020? We want your suggestions because it makes it easier on us. Because if we have a bad idea, who can we blame? You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we love you. Hope you had a happy new year. The world will probably not end this year. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. On that happy note. <laughs>